rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. Yo, there I am. What's up, everybody? I don't know what's going on with YouTube, as usual. I think there's a stream going out, but it's not the stream I set up. That's, that stream is still saying counting down and waiting, whatever, who cares? I don't know, whatever. Maybe one day when we get enough patrons... I can get somebody to figure out what the hell is going on. Wouldn't that be great? And I wouldn't have to spend every show, the beginning of every show, saying what the hell is going on with the show. We could be saying what the hell is going on in this world. So let's get down to that business. My name is Tara Devlin. We meet here every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And then we are rebroadcast starting Sunday, starting 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app. And we're on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. I think we're on Twitch and on Periscope, uh, Twitter, all those other places. Thank you for for hanging out, actually, because what else are we going to do with ourselves except when we're not... Uh, I don't know. I was going to say, well, I guess we could do a lot of things if we weren't worried about the impending catastrophe of having a right-wing fascist authoritarian dictator squatting in the White House despite receiving fewer votes. I don't know. That kind of sets a pall over everything. It really does. That's why people say, I tune out. I can't take it anymore. I'm tuning out. Well, that's why they do it. They want you to tune out. You know what I mean? So only a few people really and ultimately always stand up. And many people just go along to get along. And any, any conflict in history, any leap forward or pull backwards, there's, there are people that just go along with it, as we know. There are cultists, for example, in the Trump cult, but there are also many people that voted for Trump because, oh, well, uh, you know, he was going to shake things up, and they're just going along. They're not really in the cult, but people are saying, oh, these are the disaffected Trump voters that the moderate Democrats are trying to appeal to, which I believe is a mistake on many, many levels. I believe we need somebody that's going to move us forward, not back to 2014 when the, the DLC Democratic policies are what made a Twitler possible to begin with so we'll get into that but what else um yes please become a patron thank you for the patrons well i'll thank you by name in the next hour i appreciate it it's to say that is to really put it mildly and all those who buy merchandise at the rdt daily merchandise store and where you can buy a mug that says resist with francis jr jr's face on it see he gets very triggered when he sees republicans yeah as normal people do i'm i'm not into this whole uh oh um good uh, not good people i'm sure there are good republicans there are good republicans i guess like for instance yeah, I'm not into the whole both sides bullshit but i for instance i do as people know who watch the show i'm I, I'm very much an an animal rights advocate. I try to do what I can to help animals. And there's this organization. There's a whole little drama unfolding near my house in this in Calvary Cemetery with cats that are feral that live in the in the cemetery. 
and we're trying to have somebody dumped a, a friggin' pregnant cat in the cemetery. And we were talking about this on the other show, on the weekday show. Sometimes when I have time, I'll do a weekday special. And I probably won't be able to do a weekday show this week unless it's in the evening. So just letting you guys know. But um, somebody, we all the cats in the graveyard were fixed. And then they were ear clipped, meaning people could see that they were fixed. And they had a little bit of the tip of their ear clipped off. And some waste of human DNA, I, I, I assume, dumped a pregnant cat in there and she had kittens and now we gotta get those kittens to fix them they're not i mean they're they they're a little bit older i wanna i was really hoping we'd be able to save the kittens and have them have them uh you know adopted so they wouldn't have to live in the streets well in the cemetery but anyway uh That might not be possible at this point. But the whole thing is that one of the women who helps a lot of animals, who works for this, she doesn't work, she's a volunteer. She Obviously she works, but not officially. She's a volunteer, like me. I volunteer for the New York City Feral Cat Initiative. And uh, this woman is a big Trump supporter, apparently. This is what my other friend was telling me, and it's kind of baffling to me, but she's all about Trump and will tell you, never miss the opportunity to tell you. I haven't run into this woman yet, but if I do, I'm sure it would be kind of interesting because I don't put up with that shit of people. But this, they said that most of the people who are involved with the organization, most of the people that you encounter in these compassionate organizations i've found i mean i live in new york so i'm biased but they're not it's you're not a trump supporter i i have yet to find many trump supporters in the animal activist community they hate animals like they hate people you know they like their dogs and cats but these are the people that they don't give a crap what happens to animals as far as i mean maybe i'm i'm just speaking broadly these are the people that vote for people that put animals in uh, gestation crates. You know what I'm saying? And uh, they, where they, or if chickens can't open their wings. They treat animals horrifically. Their um, remedy for abuse on factory farms is to make it illegal to videotape the abuse on factory farms. I mean, this is that's who they are. But they'll say they'll swear that they love animals, right? But anyway, so this woman, it's just a little bit weird to me when uh, this other person at the, at, with, who was helping these poor homeless cats was saying how this other woman who's helped so many cats in the, in the, in the uh, you know, in New York City, how she's just this giant rabbit Trump supporter. So, right, exactly. Drumpf and saving cats it's weird it's and i thought well maybe she's atoning for her sins but there is a cognitive dissonance involved there you know what i mean there's some there is a there's a conflict so i don't know i don't understand it really how you're so compassionate for cats but you you think it's fine to separate babies from their parents or let uh, immigrants, migrants, people coming to seek asylum, that you're that they're sitting in cages, bleeding through their pads because they're not given sanitary napkins, and it's just the 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 dehumanization. And then they're to- told to eat here. Here's a frozen food. 
They throw frozen di- dinners at these people and with nothing, no means to cook him, cook these dinners. It's, it's, it's vile. And then you, I guess they would think, oh, that's fake news, right? It's all fake. Just to make Trump look bad because he can't do that enough on his own. He hasn't looked like, well, I mean, I guess he's looked, he made himself look good when he was a reality TV star. He made himself look like a successful businessman, but that's fake. It's all fake. That's what's fake. The thing that is fake that we're witnessing is is the fake, is the so-called president squatting in the White House, sullying the this, this government that decent human beings died to entrust to us. I think of the decent people that gave up their lives for this. And we're allowing Twitler to continue to to just he's like a baby let loose with uh throwing his poop not even a baby he's like a a baby monkey what wiping his shit all over the walls that's what it reminds me of it's an embarrassment but it's not just him like i always say we cannot be folk hyper focused on twitler in the sense that it's he's not the uh the if re- removing him from the equation is not the answer not the complete answer yes it's part of the of we got to get rid of him but th- what is the what's the system that en- enabled him that made him possible that's what we have to get rid of this is what i cannot stand i mean i was watching the democrats at this uh this convention in new hampshire or wherever the hell they are i think it's new hampshire now and that's, I mean, I see Joe Biden, that's Joe Biden's mantra. We are number one thing. We have to get rid of Donald Trump. Uh, we're all focused on getting rid of Donald Trump. And yes, but the, what is the, what put him there? What, it, not even just the, all of the corruption, the money in politics, and which I want to talk about, and, but the gerrymandering, the voter suppression, the electoral college, all of the these archaic systems that we need to get rid of, but it's who voted for him? Why is why did he get one effing vote, one single vote? Who voted for? Him? I mean, maybe one or two I could see that are completely misguided. But why did he get as many votes as he received, even though he did receive fewer votes? But. <laughs> Anyway, I'm looking at the chat at YouTube. No, we didn't talk about the Sharpie yet. We will. We'll talk about it. Only in the context of the fact that this is what we're talking about. Rather than talking about what really needs to be discussed. I think, I don't know. I don't think Trump, well, let's just talk about it. Wait. I need a drink here of coffee. That's coffee, people. Just coffee. Um, I don't know why... I don't know. What was I going to say? Uh, we were talking about the, tr- the 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 Sharpie. So, so many things are going on. Now, I don't so here's the thing. I don't know if if Trump is he's that smart. I don't think he is. He's not smart at all. He is uh a visceral. He's he he can't control himself. There's and it's his world. We all just live in it. That's the problem. That the the problem that we allow it to continue, 
And instead of putting this sociopath in his place, but the whole thing with the Sharpie is, I'm not sure if he did that deliberately, because sometimes I wonder, I mean, I don't, I think it maybe was more of a happy accident, and maybe he, it, he can't help but continue to, to harp on it, but as we're all talking about the Sharpie, um, what is what? What else was going on? What we could have been focusing more on the absolute and utter corruption of his administration. So all, so he had a bad jobs report and all, different things that happened this week. I, of course, it's always the fire hose of news, but th- you know, there's the media talking about this sharpie again and again. How much time was spent on the fucking Sharpie? Yes, he's a sociopath. Yes, he's a liar. Uh, and it's and it's that in itself, honestly, and I believe we spoke about it on the uh during the weekday, but that is an impeachable offense in itself that he altered a map and he tweeted out as an excuse as to say that he was correct. He tweeted a four-day-old map that was already false. So basically, he was creating fake news. And I saw on Twitter his supporters were all coming to his defense. All the, you know, morons. Some of them are, some of them are bots. I like to check who's the, who are the bots and whatnot. But some are dupes, and they're they're tweeting out how, uh, oh, look, see? It did, the storm did threaten Alabama and but that was the an old map so it's it's fucking fake for Christ's sakes and so you don't tweet a, an old map to a community that might that that isn't in danger so they start stressing out again they start preparing again are they supposed to believe the so-called president of the United States are they supposed to alter their lives that's why you don't uh, that that's why it's a crime to um you know what is it i was going to say tweet a weather report but it's not just tweet it, to to give a false weather weather report because it does affect people's lives and so now here we are again with uh, the 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 agencies have to have to genuflect in front of this con man to all to everybody has to run around and protect the ass of this incredibly absurd asshole. And um, so I saw this. Here's a here's an article. Let me see from Emily Stewart on Vox. The incredibly in- oh, well, this is where I said incredibly absurd. I just read it and it came out of my mind. Do you see what I'm saying? Um, this is how we're influenced. <laughs> the incredibly absurd Trump CNN Sharpie Gate feud. Um, Vice President Mike Pence engaged in some questionable patronage of a Trump property while traveling abroad. The administration shuffled millions away from key government projects, including Puerto Rico recovery, to pay for President Trump's border wall. And things got really weird with Brexit, but all the U.S. media could do this week was talk about a Sharpie-altered map of Hurricane Dorian to prove a Trump tweet about Alabama. So that could have been a five-minute story, and we could have moved on. 
Yes, and who gives a shit? Why does the media have to pounce on every piece of of red meat that at, that this moron throws out to distract them? It's that's not the job of the press. It's the, the job of the press is to inform us. We can read Trump's tweets. Thank you very much. We don't need an entire panel to read the tweet and then discuss it for 20 minutes while everything else is going on, while they're flying around in military planes lining Trump's pockets with with our federal treasury and using our service people as pawns. So Trump's, oh, because Trump's properties all over the globe are, they're in the red because nobody wants to touch this asshole with a 10-foot checkbook or whatever. But they, the, he, because he has, he's the so-called commander-in-chief, now they're using the Air National Guard, the military, whatever, to, uh, and, uh, to stay at his properties. It's not even just that, though. It's, n- it's not just the, the American military. It's the, the Saudis, the, all different, all of these different countries that are, it's uh, nothing but a bribe hole. These so-called disgusting—I mean, they're not so-called—but these these tacky hotels that this moron has. It's it's uh, they're spy holes, they're spy magnets, and they're they're uh, the perfect cover for taking bribes. And the fact that it's continuing. The the I mean I keep hearing that once the Democrats get back into uh, get back from their so-called vacation for how long how long are you on effing vacation oh it's a working vacation they go back to the districts I mean come on really um so they go they're going to uh, open up the impeachment here and create I mean how what's it gonna take if Twitler does not deserve to be impeached who does. Who, who, why even have an impeachment in the, uh, as part of uh, the protections that are enshrined in our Constitution? Why even have an impeachment? If, why even have that possibility if you're not going to exercise it for somebody who's, who completely deserves it? Nobody else deserves it more than this grifter. This con man who received fewer votes. So what? He makes a tweet. So what? Some of his supporters don't a- a- approve. Oh, the people don't like it. That's not about the people liking it. It's about whether this guy is committing crimes, which he is. It's not, we're not stupid. These, the Air National Guard landed in, in Scotland. They never did that before to drive 50 miles to Trump's property. No, they have never done that before. That's not a base that they land at. It's not a base. Is a small airport, so they now Trump's floundering hotels can have uh, an influx of cash, and it's coming from us, we the people. We're paying our tax dollars, so this grifter can divert the military into positions where he can just pick our pockets. He's a fucking con man, and and for Nancy Pelosi, honestly, to say that. When what would she say? Oh, he, he's a criminal. He's a con man. She agrees with all those things, but he's not worth impeaching. He's not worth the time. Are you serious? And oh, the pe- if the people don't like it, it's a political. They'll think it's political. Well, ha- then change their minds. You know what I mean? Change their how? What's it gonna take? 
You know what I mean? I think that if we had impeachment and we called people up and instead of, you know, uh, Sharpie Gate being on the news 24-7, we would have the C-SPAN feed with the different witnesses against Twitler uh, revealing just what a con man he is. Do you think that, I mean, I don't care, the 35% of so of dupes, I, I don't know why I keep saying so-called, so-called, because everything is so-called now. You know what I mean? It's not even real. So-called presidents, so-called representatives. They, it's all so-called, so-called democracy. Of course, that's why I'm saying so-called, because I, without even having uh you can't say it with a straight face do you know what i mean you can't call this this government a a, a democracy or a constitutionally limit, limited democratic republic with a straight face without qualifying it as so called <sighs> it's really true that's it, we're we're not a functioning democracy we're an aspirational one and we have a literal con man squatting at the in the chief executive office using his his power to ensure that he remains in power because he doesn't want to get arrested. He doesn't want to be indicted for his crimes. His, I, I don't understand how we can't indict a president who used crimes to get into office that is now preventing him from being indicted. The it's It doesn't make any sense. And so that's what is so offensive to me as a being, as a human being, watching, as an American, watching this grifter walk around, strut around like the fucking cock of the walk, do nothing but f bloat himself up, uh, literally and figuratively. He's getting pretty goddamn bloated, keeping those White House cooks busy in the middle of the night while he's tweeting and uh, eating some poor dishonored cow i feel so bad for those cows god damn it those poor cows they had to die okay it's bad enough they had to suffer and die and then they gotta be they gotta be shoved in trump's gullet come on have some mercy but he's you know roaming around in our house on public housing and um you know, he's not there to for altruism. He's not there to save us. You know, this is the other thing that uh, apparently he's I'm I'm hearing or reading and whatnot that he's having. He he's 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 you know he's a, he's a ch a child. He's a toddler and emotionally, um, you know, he's an emo like like the rest of them. They're emotionally stunted. So he's uh, in the White House having his tantrums constantly. And uh, no, I don't know why uh, we're allowing it to continue. So is this normal? You know what I mean? That's why I get so upset. And when he walks in a room, we have to play hail to the chief. This guy, we're going to hail him. The con man with the fake university and the vitamin scam. Hail to him. The one who received fewer votes, the one who gets on Twitter and and calls for his political opponents to be arrested and calls them up, uh, uh, charges them with treason, insinuates the one uh, you know that they've committed treason, the one who is a, a liar who consistently lies to everyone's faces. We gotta hail him. 
That's what's wrong with us. This system is broken. So if you are a uh, a functioning person and you're a Democrat running for for the presidency, it's um, not enough to say that Donald Trump has to go. We know that. But what is the system that allows this to continue? That allows it to allows us to all to salute this asshole when he gets off of our plane. When he, uh, he, he uses the backdrop of fallen Americans who were fighting fascists, the fascists that he strokes the swords of, that he would, uh, and if this were 1940, he would be stroking Hitler's sword. Literally, we know that. He would love Hitler, and he would be one of his, he, he would be tweeting, can Hitler be my best friend? Like he tweeted about Putin. That's what we're talking about. So we have to, this is the system that, that has to play hail to the chief for that moron, for that grifter. That's the, we, it should say to us, what is wrong with this system that we allow this to happen? And how do we shore up this monstrosity from never happening again? Because it's not just Twitler. He is the warning sign. You know what I mean? It's like when you're, if you're, you're smoking, I don't know, I don't smoke, but, and you have, a, a, I know somebody who was a, who was really, um, a very prolific smoker, let's put it that way, and she had a cancer scare, uh, which cured her of her addiction pretty much overnight. She stopped smoking. So, she, uh, she really thought that this was it. They, they thought she had very bad, um, results of a, of a test and they were pretty much convinced that she had cancer and it ended up to be something else and thankfully but she, it cured her of her her of her addiction to to smoking so that's that's what this is if this isn't a warning sign where we have to really wake up and say what allowed this to happen and what are we going to do to make sure it never happens again? Then this is a, not only a missed opportunity, it's, it's a guarantee that it's going to happen again and it's going to get worse. The next fascist is not going to be as, uh, as unhinged. He's going to be, you know, he's going to be quietly a, uh, destroying and dismantling the grand experiment in liberal democracy for good because we're almost there we're almost at the end i'm i'm serious we're not it's not a this is not a drill the thing that really on, on i know i've spoke about this before but the what with um this is what really pisses me off and i'm going to i'm going to play it again for those who haven't heard it this was this is nancy nancy pelosi on jimmy kimmel talking about what Democrats are going to do for the people. They're for the people agenda. We had for the people our agenda when we ran. For the people, lower health care costs cost by lowering the cost of prescription drugs and saving the pre-existing condition benefit. Lower health care costs, bigger paychecks by building the infrastructure of America in a green way to preserve the planet, to, a, to yeah, address nice the climate crisis. Yeah, it would preserve the planet because a lot of us live here on they it. Yeah. Say, and there's no plan B. And then the third, well, the first two, I think that he, okay, here he, comes. he has expressed an interest in yes. working with us on infrastructure. that. Infrastructure, well, we'll yeah. The third, I'm not sure he's too interested, 
cleaner government, lower health care, bigger paychecks, cleaner government to reduce the role of big, dark money, special interest money in politics. For example, uh, that is how... Yeah. That is uh, harming our ability to get gun safety legislation passed. Okay, okay. Listen to that again. Let me just roll this back a little bit. To reduce the role of big, dark money, special interest money in politics. For yeah. example, uh, that is, how, yeah. that is uh, harming our ability to get gun safety legislation passed. There's Why are they applauding? They, it's... That is the Stockholm syndrome right there. When I heard when I first heard this, I was like, what? What why are they applauding? Reduce reduce the dark money. Don't get rid of it. Reduce it. This is that's the problem, everyone. That is the problem. They don't really want to fix what's broken. They want to tinker around the edges until we forget. You know, they'll throw us a bone. That's the, that is what brought Twitler, um, that gave us Twitler to begin with. The fact that, yes, Democrats will, they're not evil. They, but they're still in this corruption. They're still swimming in this filthy pool corroded by money. And so for Nancy Pelosi to say, we're going to reduce the influence of dark money. Reduce? Why the fuck would you reduce it? Get rid of it. Why are people applauding that? They should say, what are you talking about? Reduce. Come on. Well, how much do we hate ourselves to accept that kind of bullshit, to accept that reducing the role of money in politics is the best that we can do? It's no, it's not because you reduce it. Okay. You know, they'll go, they'll step back into the shadows a little bit for, for a little, you know, a little bit to, so we calm down. And then the Democrats will do something. They'll expand subsidies for something or give us, uh, like, expand um, education subsidies for somebody or uh, make um, unemployment 99 weeks or whatever it is. Tinkering around the edges of what really needs to be done, but not actually or ever fundamentally changing the system that makes the corruption possible. To, to that allows a, a Donald Trump to rise up on the backs of working people. There's, uh, it's not a secret why the, uh, you know, the, the Democratic Party lost the labor movement. They allowed, the Democratic Party allowed the labor movement to be destroyed during Bill Clinton. They, they attacked labor unions and they got on the Reagan train at the time. You know, the era of big government is gone. What if So why do we need two right-wing parties? You know what I mean? Well, there's no need for that. We used to have a working-class party and a party of the rich. Now we have two corporatist parties that one is a little more humane than the other, and the other one is just off the chart. So it's not about left or right anymore. It's about, are we going to save this democratic republic or not? Are we going to allow this to... I mean, Because the next time, I'm telling you, I'm not a psychic, but I know you don't need to be one to see the end of this story. We allow this to continue without fundamental change the next... And maybe it'll be in my lifetime. Maybe it'll be when I'm an old woman and I'm going to say, I'm sorry, I told you so. But 
here we have the end of the democratic uh, grand experiment in liberal democracy. Because we have a government, we have a fascist authoritarian in office that knows how to spell. That isn't a monstrosity, that his corruption is under the surface. But as they whittle away at uh, everything and make the, the gap between rich, rich and poor more, wider, the, uh, the upward mobility less... I mean, we are the least upwardly mobile country of all the OECD nations, of all our... Um, you know, of all our, what's the word? Not competitors or whatever. Of all the people that are in our, you know what I'm saying, all Western democracies, we are the least upwardly mobile, and that used to be the the complete opposite. In fact, I'm thinking of when I was at that Minds event, the one of the people I was talking to, just to, it, it was very tiring, I have to say, like talking to a bunch of right wingers constantly and uh, and trying to set them straight because they all they all had the same lies programmed in their minds. Like, um, for instance, I oh I said something about the estate tax that it would use the estate tax. How was was the 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 Twitler tax cut? The GOP tax scam got a, got they did away with the estate tax, which. People used to understand that the estate tax was a a democratic, the, the a pro-American tax that prevented the growth of an intergenerational aristocracy. And then this guy said to me, "Oh well, what about family farms?" And I had to, you know, re I had to tell this person, "No, zero family farms have have ever lost." their family farms due to the estate tax. And if that was the case, then why don't they just put a carve out for family farms if that was the case? But there but th there you go. You know what I mean? They just, that's what they believe because they've been hearing it on their propaganda channels. That's not true. It's the estate tax. The Republicans hated the estate tax, which they, they cleverly rebranded as a death tax. And then when I, I hear... These Trumpanzee, when um, when Twitler's going, we got rid of the estate tax, and the Trumpanzee arena is ye yelling, "Yay, hooray!" These people that will never pay an estate tax, that they are that they are cheering for the death of democracy, of the for the death of America, and they don't even realize it. And that's how clever Republicans are, because if they really gave a crap about family farms, they would just carve out the uh, family farm exception in an estate tax. That's fine. But keep the estate tax for the intergenerational aristocrats like Donald Trump effing Jr. and Eric Trump Jr. I mean, Eric Trump, is he a junior? No. I mean, who cares? Is there an Eric Trump Jr.? I don't care. Let's hope not. <laughs> I don't know. So many juniors. I have a lot of juniors. I have Tara Jr. Jr. and Francis Jr. Jr. So it gets very juniory around here. But yeah, if you, uh, uh, or you, but that's the, the other thing, let me just get, formulate my thought, but that's, I, I don't hear Democrats talking about the estate tax and saying, we need to reinstate the estate tax because we, as an, as a democratic republic, we want to reduce the intergenerational aristocracies that can grow to the point where they challenge the democratic republic that so many fought, bled, and died to entrust to us. It is a patriotic tax. 
that protects this thing. And you have to protect it. Otherwise, it's going to go away. As we are witnessing, it's unraveling. It's dying. And I don't know. I mean, maybe it's my denial. Maybe it's already dead, frankly. You know? Because, I don't know. We have so many... Uh, just watching that clip of Jim, of Jimmy Kimmel and people clapping for reducing the role of dark money in politics makes me weep, honestly. When I saw that clip, I saw it when it was on. I could not believe what I was witnessing. And I just think sometimes it's uh, this, it's so, there's such a hill to climb now. People don't seem to understand that they and uh, these are good people and they're they're applauding they think they're doing they're liberal they think they're doing the right thing oh i'm a normal person i'm a progressive i want to reduce the role of dark money in politics so anyway reduce it i'm just looking at this at the at the stream and seeing if let's see who's here who's not Seeing you guys are here. Somebody left. What? I have to go. What? BBL? What's that? I have. I hope take. What's BBL mean? Sin, Sin City. One of our. Our standards. Our staples. I'll see you later, Sin City. Okay, guys. So what else? But because you know, I some some of you know, I I practice Buddhism in my spare time. Well. In, in my time, all my time. And there's this interesting quote that I wanted to, uh, that I, I, I thought about when I hear things like this. And I want to share it with you guys. Wait. When I, I have to find it though. Let me see. Hold on. I had it prepared. God damn it. Back. And anyway, let me, I wish I had a, at this point, a rather than okay, here it is. Here's the quote. I, I thought this was so apropos, and it's from the the writings of Nietzsche and Daishonin. It's and he writes rather than offering up ten thousand prayers for remedy, it would be better to simply outlaw this one evil. And I, when I read that, I felt and I thought that's what that's us. That's that's the Democratic Party. That is America. Rather than offering up 10,000 prayers for remedy, it would be better to simply outlaw this one evil. That's, that's Obamacare. You know what I mean? That is the, uh, you know, dark mo- reducing dark money in politics. That's why we can't have nice things. Because we're not, they don't want to get rid of this one evil. What's the evil? Money in politics. That is the root of all evil. Let's have carbon emission taxes or whatever the hell. Any, uh, li- uh, let's recycle our, our plastic bottle. Let's not drink out of plastic. Let's carry renewable, whatever the hells, you know? But that's not going to truly eradicate the problem. Rather than offering up 10,000 prayers for remedy... It would be better to simply outlaw this one evil. I mean, really, that's Obamacare. That's, yes, let's get rid of the for-profit health insurance racket instead of 
offer up 10,000 remedies for it, regulations that they can whittle away and, and get rid of. You know what I mean? Oh, BBL, be back later. Okay, thank you, Lee. Lee in New York City. I don't know all these acronyms. Acronyms? I can't say that word now. Acronym. I could say it. I could read it. I can't. Acronyms. Acronyms. But I, I, one thing I saw, it was, it was good. That I thought was good was Elizabeth Warren said she agrees that money in politics is the root of all evil. And it was really heartening to hear that. It's, this is from an article in Vox. It says, Elizabeth Warren thinks corruption is why the U.S. hasn't acted on climate change. Here's how she intends to fight greenhouse gases and money in politics. That's, um, it says, okay, Elizabeth Warren has released not one but five climate change plans as part of her campaign for president so far. Since April, she has outlined an agenda to counter growing greenhouse gas emissions, rising average temperatures through policies for public lands, the military, trade, climate risk disclosure, and U.S. manufacturing. And more are in the works, according to her campaign. Her piecemeal approach is distinct from other Democratic candidates who release climate proposals as a comprehensive bundle. Chief among them is Washington, whatever, whatever. Here's, let me get to the meat of it here. That's because Warren doesn't see climate change itself as the problem. Rather, the problem is money and politics. Of course it is. Of course it is. That's why this is somebody who can actually not only beat Trump, but might give us a chance of restoring this democratic republic and having a system that works for all and, and and addressing the very real problems that we face and which is climate change it's all it all comes down to money and politics this is, i've said this for a long time it's money and politics is the root of all evil we'd already have universal health care if we didn't have money in politics, we would be able to, we wouldn't have a, this, okay, I would say, I was going to say, we would be able to do something about climate change. And then my other thought tried to jump in front that said, we wouldn't even have climate change if it was, if it weren't for money in politics. You know what I mean? Because we would be able to address it. It wouldn't, when, when years ago, 30, 40 years ago, when the oil industry understood that their actions were, in, uh, were, re were making, uh, you know, were, what's the, how, what's the word? They, it was harming the, the climate. When they knew that years ago in memos that we, we know about now, but they continued business as usual, destroying the planet. So, uh, but that wouldn't happen if it weren't for the corruption, if they weren't allowed to buy politicians and corrupt government. Legally, legal bribes built right into the system. And it goes on. I mean, everybody, they all talk about how much they love capitalism. I mean, even, even Elizabeth Warren talks about how much she loves capitalism. It's not, it's, I mean, I think she's doing it because she is trying to differentiate herself from Bernie and be pragmatic in the, for the electorate in this dumbass American asshole system where, where people who drive a, an Uber 
uh, and, uh, you know, for their second uniquely American low-paying job, think that they're capitalists when they're, when they're laborers. They're not capitalists. They, you know, these people are, they think that it's, uh, you know, they're temporarily embarrassed millionaires, but whatever. It's instead, whereas Bernie, as we know, would rather just, I guess, not play that game. I don't know. But yes, the reason the United States is where it is on climate is corruption. Chris Hayden, a spokesperson for the Warren campaign, told Vox, we need to rein in the economic and political power of big oil to get serious about addressing climate change, which is why the first thing Elizabeth would do as president is pass her anti-corruption bill, which would end lobbying as we know it. And that's good. I mean, I, I, I don't know what Twitler's thing on lobbying was. Uh, I think he, I think it changed, though. Lobbying... Because I thought, you know, that's how we know it's the right thing. Republicans are always pretending that they're liberal and that they're progressive on all these issues. They know that people want these these protections, but they they much rather say one thing and do another and continue business as usual. Let me see. Because I know that one of the things Twitler said is that he was going to... Um, reduce people or reduce whatever the year i don't know what it was corporate lobbyists are in charge let's see in trump swamp the corporate lobbyists are in charge this is from the from the new york times after jim mattis stepped down as secretary of defense president trump i I don't know why they don't say so-called but whatever installed patrick shanahan a longtime employee of boeing the country's second largest military contractor as his acting replacement when shanahan withdrew from consideration to be officially nominated as secretary trump found another candidate mark t esper currently secretary of the army and longtime employee of raytheon the country's third largest military contractor is the swamp drained yet i mean this is in all industries across the board it's the foxes in the hen house all over but that's how they roll this is corruption and right out in the open just like trump diverting uh, military transports to his golf course in scotland and the 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 so-called vice president staying in ireland across the country to where to uh where he's supposed to have meetings but it's right out in the open all of these things are impeachable offenses and Nancy Pelosi continues to say, oh, he's not worth it, but whatever. We'll see what happens when they get back. Yeah. Um, let's. But I don't understand. So um, how these right-wingers, how these average Joes continue to vote for or, and support Twitler. If you go on Twitler's Instagram feed, and I, I suggest you do so when you don't write uh, with, a, with an empty stomach because you want to vomit. Uh, and I saw this, some, where was it? Was it on the White House feed? There was a picture of Twitler and Trophy Wife number three posing together, you know, because they're so in love, right? And all of the comments, sometimes I just like reading the comments, but because some of the things that I do in my spare time is reading 
right-wing comments and trying to out the bots. I like to figure out who's a bot, who's not, because all 100% of Russian bots agree that Twitler is the greatest president ever. So, but they're, and they're, they're infested. The entire web is infested with Russian bots. They're, do not be fooled. And you can kind of tell them, you could tell who they are because they are new accounts, many of them, and they don't have, I mean, and the other thing, they don't have a lot of followers and, and they also completely love Trump and they use a lot of emojis too, I notice. A lot of flag emojis and thumbs up. Uh, I mean, it's crazy. They're MAGA. I'm looking at Twitler's. There's a there's a disgusting picture of Twitler. He looks horrible. I don't know what. He, obviously, I don't know what he's done. I mean, he's he's vile. He's a vile person. He is eating a lot of dead animals, poor things, and he is he's in that tanning bed. He's disgusting. His eyes are as black as the shark in Jaws. You know, marbles, like the devil's eyes. I don't know what. He has no soul in his eyes. I don't know if you ever looked at Twitler's eyes close up. Have you seen his pictures close up? He really has dead eyes. That's what comes from being a sociopath, a greed-centered sociopath. But there's this picture of Twitler. Let me see. Trump. I'm just looking up dead eyes, see if anybody else agrees with me. Trump eye. Oh, no, no, no. That's. Trump has dead eyes. That's what I'm Googling. Yeah. No. Nobody else is. Sometimes you'll find an interesting article or something. But. Let's see. Oh, yeah, he's got some dead eyes. In this picture. But, and this, so there's a picture of Trump. I don't know why. It's just not really a good picture of him. And you could see all of his pores and his really ruddy, unhealthy looking complexion with the dead eyes and the, and the tanning bed mark. He, he looks gross, frankly. And people are posting like it's gone out of style. MAGA, 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 MAGA. Everybody's posting MAGA, MAGA, amazing, amazing, MAGA. All kinds of flags and and arms with, uh, you know, strong arm emojis because he's so strong. Trump is strength, right? That's what it means. Being a, being a strong person in the eyes of a Republican is being an absolutely weak, whiny little bitch. It's opposite day. It's bizarro world. They are not strong in any sense of the word. Who is strong? They always say how we're how liberals are snowflakes because we have compassion. We give a shit. You know, we do give a shit. We don't if we eat meat or whatever. We don't. We kind of care that the creatures that are giving their lives for our very sustenance are treated with dignity and respect. That's called being strong. That's that's in in the real world, but in a Trump and Z's eyes, that's weakness. You know, you have to be able to kick down on the completely powerless and vulnerable creatures that you have control over. That's how you show how strong you are, by being a kiss-up, kick-down, lick-spittle, sycophant of a sociopath. That's, in their eyes, strength. 
you know, when you deny women who are on their menstrual cycles sanitary napkins in when they're detained for committing the crime of trying to seek asylum in your country of freedom, then uh, that's strength when you sit there and watch them bleed through their pants because you're MAGA. MAGA, baby. That's MAGA. When you're ripping a baby out of the arms of its mother and you're telling the baby, remember when they told the, the ICE agents, told the mothers that they're taking their babies to the shower. I, I don't know where they got their inspiration from, but I can take a, a, an educated leap Unbelievable. Yes, I see that. On In five years, Bantaboard writes, no one will admit they voted for Trump, just like somehow all of a sudden nobody voted for Bush. It's the truth. And I oh, I say that too all the time. They, in one, one day soon, in our lifetime, people who supported Trump will only speak of that support in shamed whispers. Mark these words. It is the truth. Just like the good Germans in Germany, no, you know they they uh, cheered Hitler because he got the trains running on time. They, they but they didn't want to say anything about their neighbors disappearing in the night. But you know they were the good Germans. They didn't they didn't agree with that, but they liked the autobahn. They enjoyed that the uh, that Germany was great again. I guess that's greatness. Murdering your fellows, your uh, fellow human beings, denying their their humanity, robbing them of not just their lives but everything. Their history, their wiping out entire families. That's that's what you call strength. Uh, and this, and this make no mistake, what we're doing at the border is it's not that far of a leap to what happened in Germany. That's why we have to be hyper-vigilant against fascism. When people talk about this stupid Godwin's law, I'm like, no, honey, no. We need to be hyper-vigilant. Yes, call it a concentration camp. Call it what it is. It's a concentration camp. Let's see. I'm just looking up the definition of concentration. That's the other thing. At that, When I was at that Mines event, they were all upset that we were calling the detention centers at the border concentration camps. Well, if you're, not, if you're upset about what it's being called, well, then why are you continuing to do what you do? So here's the definition. A place where large numbers of people, especially political prisoners or members of a persecuted minority, are deliberately imprisoned in a relatively small area with, adequ- with inadequate facilities sometimes to provide false false labor or await mass execution, okay? So far, we have no mass execution. I don't know about the false, the, the forced labor, but we, I mean, I guess maybe you could categorize ripping children from their parents and then handing them over to traffickers. That Maybe that's some kind of false, forced labor. I don't know. I mean, it's just vile. These people are just disgusting and and it's embarrassing. That's all they can say when you're when on these boards that that's what they post. MAGA, MAGA 2020, keep America great, all in all caps. Are you serious? 
and I hope, um, you know, eventually they let's hope that they wake up, but I highly doubt it when we have these silos of information. That's another thing that needs to be addressed. We need to really have a, a free press again a, a, by getting rid of re-regulating the corporate media. But yes, that's right. Mark C says on the on the chat, they are the modern day brown shirts. They definitely are. If if this were the it, Germany in the 30s, they would be in the in the, wearing a brown shirt. You know that. They'd be marching around. They'd be slapping people across the face and go salute the flag. That's who they are. They would be calling you know, the oppressed minority du jour, in that case, the Jews, in our case, Muslims, migrants, asylum seekers, vermin, invasion. This is rhetoric of fascism. That's happening here with an authoritarian dictator. In fact, let me play this. I'm sure maybe I played this before, but you might have seen it before. Here's this lady from the circus on Showtime. They have this, there was a, Steve Bannon had some kind of meet, uh, what do you call it? Not a meetup, town hall. Disgusting Steve Bannon. Who would go to a town hall with Steve Bannon, a Nazi? But whatever. Supposedly representing us in Washington. Seriously, if you want to take it back, it's citizen involvement. You can take the trash out. Oh, God. Did I think I would like to see a dictator? But if there's going to be one, I want it to be Trump. Unbelievable. I'm sorry for that terrible audio. The cl- I couldn't find the clip that was better, but they... Did you hear that? She said, never in my life did I want a dictator, but if we're going to have one, I want it to be Trump. And Steve Bannon has a big shit-eating grin on his face, and the rest of the audience are all applauding this dumb bitch, this anti-American hater of the of everyone who died for democracy. She spit in the face of all the people she pretends that she loves. Oh, I love the flag. She'll hump a flag. She'll wear a flag in some fl- fashion abortion, but she won't understand what it means i want a dictator if i'm going to if we're going to have a dictator i want it to be trump if we're going to have one who the said who the hell said we were gonna have one but the the republicans they remember how they were so upset about obama he wants to be a king he thinks he's a king he's a celebrity and then we we they literally have a reality tv star as their standard bearer, and they're they're allowing him to get away with uh, authoritarian acts and cheering when their dupes say, yeah, I want a dictator. Why didn't any of them say, no, no, ma'am, no, lady. Uh, remember when John McCain supposedly became this a wonderful statesman that we all hearken and reckon back to and, and wish for the times gone by for some fucking reason? And when he when he said, oh, no, no, President Obama is not a not a Muslim. He's a good man, as if you know what I'm saying. Anyway, I'm sorry. I keep hitting this, but that why didn't anyone in that audience say no, dumb bitch? 
we don't want a dictator. That's the whole reason. All those men and women who fought, bled, and died for democracy are laying in their cold, early graves, you dumb bitch. You know, remember when Twitler was sitting in Normandy and there were those gardens of crosses behind him for all those young people that gave their lives fighting the fascist dictators Twitler emulates? The, you know, you know, you dumb bitch. Nobody, we don't want a democracy here. We are the antidote, I mean democracy, a dictatorship here. We are the antidote to dictatorship. And you, you standing there, I, I, I suppose she thought she was very clever. I want to, if it's going to be a dictator, I want it to be Trump. It's not even a, a decent human being. Not even someone who's not a con, con man. You want somebody to be a dictator who had a vitamin scam and a fake university. That's, that's how little you are prepared to function in the kind of free democratic society you can only pretend to love. That's the Republican Party in a nutshell. They lack the, the fundamental strength to function in a free democratic society. that It really is the bottom line. Oh, my God. Yes, yeah. And for Bannon to sit there with, with this pleased look on his face, because he's, he's pleased because he's, he's destroying democracy. That is the ultimate dream of conservatism. It always has been, always will be, to to ensure they don't like democracy. I mean, that's the bottom line. I've been saying this forever. That's the theme of the show. Republicans hate democracy. They always have, always will. They they don't want it. It's it's a, it's pesky. It's annoying. They want to steal. They want to rob. They want to ride your ass to the bank unfettered. And if they don't want you to be able to complain about it, get up there and have a labor union or go on strike or do something to demand your seat at the table, forget that. They will, you will have your reward in heaven, you dumb bitch. That's their message. And if you're good, you'd be rich. God would love you. Like Twitler. It doesn't matter how you get the money. You could scam old ladies. You could... You could try to kick old ladies out of their rent-controlled apartments like Trump does and like like his son-in-law does. Kushner did the same thing. No wonder Ivanka married him. He's just, he's, he is her father. He, uh, he did the same thing. That's how the Kushners made their money. They bought up distressed properties and then they unleashed their team of lawyers on people who couldn't fight back. That's who they are. They're bullies. They're cowards. Show me something. There would have been, in Twitter's all of his useless, wasted years on the planet, there would have been one example, at least one example of him not being a greedy piece of shit. Somebody, please show me. Is there something? Did he ever do anything that wasn't for himself? You know, there would have been some instance of him fighting for the working class. His working class here, the blue-collar billionaire. My God, there's so many stupid people around. My God. All right, speaking of my God, I need a cup of coffee. So we're going to take a little break, and it'll be the same, as you know. It'll be eight minutes, Green News Report. 
and then labor history and two green news report with brad friedman and and uh, desi doyan and then labor history and two with rick smith so please become a patron do all those things buy some merch and i'll see you and oh you know what else you can do you could give this show a review on itunes make sure you subscribe to the youtube feed if you're not already and what else that helps like the videos all that stuff so annoying right having all the things we got to do all right i'll see you in eight minutes my name is tara devlin i'll see you Now, the top of the hour on the Progressive Voices channel on TuneIn presents the Green News Report. Our chief concern right now is storm surge. U.S. East Coast facing down Hurricane Dorian. The devastation is unprecedented and extensive. Humanitarian crisis unfolding in Bahamas in Dorian's wake. Plus, tonight, CNN is dedicating an entire night to climate emergency. 2020 Democrats dive deep into climate action in CNN's Marathon Climate Crisis Town Hall. All of those crises and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. During one White House briefing about the ongoing threat of hurricanes, Trump said, quote, why don't we nuke them? We drop a bomb inside the eye of the hurricane and it disrupts it. Why can't we do that? Ooh, 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 I know this one. Uh, because if you nuke a hurricane, you get a radioactive hurricane. This is your Green News Report. It's like putting Chernobyl on jet skis. Okay, Desi Doyen, well, our grand plan of covering a seven-hour climate crisis town hall in six minutes has now been cut by at least half, thanks to Hurricane Dorian. Yes, indeed it has. The U.S. East Coast is facing down impacts from Hurricane Dorian as it crawls northward, currently back to a Category 3 storm. It's packing potentially record storm surge, extreme rainfall, and flooding. Mandatory evacuations and hurricane watches are underway from Florida through the Carolinas to Virginia. But as states were mobilizing their resources to respond to the storm, the Trump administration announced that it plans to transfer $150 million out of FEMA's disaster relief fund to border enforcement. In other words, to build Trump's wall. Exactly. If only it could stop hurricanes. Plus, Trump presented a doctored map to justify his bizarre false claim that Dorian would somehow reach Alabama. Meanwhile, Hurricane Dorian left widespread destruction and an unfolding humanitarian crisis in the Bahamas. One of the most powerful Atlantic hurricanes ever recorded, Dorian stalled in place, unleashing a relentless 41-hour Category 5 bombardment of the islands. At least 20 confirmed dead as of airtime. That number is expected to rise. More than 13,000 homes damaged or destroyed. Tens of thousands in need of food, water, and shelter. It will take years to rebuild and recover, but on MSNBC, Bahamian Prime Minister Hubert Minnis found a bright spot. We're grateful that the storm had not hit uh, economic engine of the Bahamas, which is New Providence. Um, this is the main tourist destination. Uh, economic
economic engine still functions and the economic engines will use its power and resources to help rebuild those two islands. The fingerprint of man-made global warming on this particular storm will take time to determine, but Dorian's rapid intensification to Category 5 was fueled by extremely warm ocean temperatures. Recent research suggests that stalled Atlantic storms are becoming more common as climate change alters wind patterns, and Category 4 and 5 storms are occurring more frequently. Both trends are expected to increase as the climate warms. Dorian's impacts were the backdrop for CNN's first-of-its-kind seven-hour-long candidate climate forum focused exclusively on climate change on Wednesday. The 10 leading 2020 Democratic presidential primary candidates discussed their climate action proposals. Now, all of the Democratic candidates agree on transitioning to 100% clean energy, but they differ on their targets and timelines. They differ on how much to invest in research, in deployment of clean energy, electric vehicles, carbon taxes, on how to ensure a just transition for fossil fuel workers. They differ on fracking and the role of nuclear energy and the proposed Green New Deal. Here's a very small sample, former Vice President Joe Biden. Walking around with our heads down like, oh, what are we going to do? We're in such great trouble. This is the United States of America. There's not a damn thing we've not been able to accomplish once we set our mind to it. Here's Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders on helping fossil fuel workers. The men and women who work on the oil rigs, they are not my enemy. What is my enemy is climate change. And what we have done is built into our uh, plan a just transition, because those workers are not our enemies. They should not be punished because we're trying to save the planet. And Senator Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts spoke of taking the fight to the fossil fuel industry for its obstruction of action on climate change for decades. We are running out of time on this one. So we've got to do this in 2020, and that means the first thing we've got to do is we've got to attack this corruption head-on in Washington and say enough of having the oil industry, the fossil fuel industry, write all our laws in this area. No more. No more. So, if nothing else, this was probably the first time that many in the public and the anchors on CNN learned in-depth about the possibilities and opportunities for action on climate change. If they watched all seven hours. Nice short debate would have been nice, too. Yep. For much more on these stories and the ones we could not get to today, check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find, follow, and share us planet-wide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Rick Smith, and this is Labor History in Two. On this day in labor history, the year was 1947. That was the day workers at the International Harvester Plant in Louisville, Kentucky, had had enough. They had just rejected a pay scale lower than that of harvester workers elsewhere. In her recent article for Leo Weekly, historian Tony Gilpin refers to the lower pay as the Southern Differential. Harvester workers walked off the job in a 40-day strike. Black and white Louisville workers were united in a rare form of solidarity. International Harvester had had a long labor-hating history. Its forerunner had been the McCormick Reaper Works, the site that sparked the 1886 Haymarket incident in Chicago. Harvester had been able to keep the unions out until the farm equipment workers of the CIO finally organized there in 1941. And the FE followed Harvester as they attempted to escape to the union-free South. The FE succeeded
successfully organized the new Louisville plant just two months before the strike. Workers learned quickly that they were paid much less making the same equipment as their brothers in Chicago, Indianapolis, and elsewhere. Gilpin adds that the FE literature forthrightly stated, quote, once the Negro and white workers were united, the low-wage system of the South would collapse. Workers pressed for their demands and appealed to area farmers for support. They stressed that farmers would not pay less for equipment simply because local workers were paid less. Black and white workers picketed together, ate together, and planned their strike together at their new union hall. Harvester initially tried to red-bait FE leaders. When that failed, the company was forced to grant steep wage increases. Gilpin cites FE News, which reported, quote, two smashing victories in hand, one over International Harvester, the other over the Mason-Dixon low-wage line. Like what you hear? Check out more at laborhistoryin2.com. Yo, we're back. Listen, guys. Listen, listen. I don't know what the hell is going on. I just want to say that there is a stream going on YouTube, right? The stream I set up never launched. But this other stream launched. The other one still says waiting for RDT Daily Media. So annoying. I can't even tell you how many times I have... I just took a screen grab of it. Because I'm going to tweet and go and try to get help from youtube again it's like going into the black hole no one ever answers you <sighs> so they changed something obviously because youtube used to be the the easy one it was always facebook that messed up but i used to set the youtube channel up and it never failed just went started streaming but they they did something and I don't know what they did, and they're not telling me, and they're not helping me, so I don't know, guys. I hate them. It's really effing annoying for you guys, too, and it screws up. I mean, I hate the fact that people are coming to the show and waiting for it to launch, and it's not launching, and people are getting frustrated. That's not the... We want to get frustrated over the Republicans and the fascists, not over watching the show. God damn it. Son of a bitch. See, I have two streams going. One Now, one says waiting. The other one, now we have this one. I didn't set this stream up. It just started, it just launched. Thankfully, it did. I don't know. Maybe I'll have to just launch it. But I have three streams. No, this is so irritating. All right, whatever. That's why I asked to become a patron. I don't know, maybe somebody, maybe I need to hire somebody that can figure this out. I don't know. If you become a patron, that might help. Uh-oh, here comes somebody that might, doesn't, that isn't going to help. <laughs> Sit down now. Hello. Yes, I know. Sit down. He can't help. Ugh. He's getting big, though. Er. Alright, guys. Let me just say I want to thank all the patrons. Anthony. I'm going to make sure I have everybody's names here. 
I want to thank Anthony S. Cynthia O. Damsk Cat Damaski Cats. Daniel S. Deborah W. Dwayne G. Gail P. George L. Hi Fi Guy. I see you there. Haiku James S. Jane C. Jim A. Joan Z. Joey B. John J. Kathleen. Katie O, K, Mark F, Martin S, Michael D, Michael L B, Michael L D, Paradu, Paul M B, Peter R, Randall S B. I hope I'm saying this correctly. Sam S, Susan S, Teresa S, and Tony S. Yeah, I guess I would say everyone's last names too, but could you imagine how I'd mangle them? It wouldn't be good. So, thanks for all your support in spite of everything and all the annoying things that you've had to deal with being a a, a supporter of this show, including the damn streams that don't work half the time. So, thank you. God damn it. I don't know what I'm going to do. I have to figure this out. I need. I don't know how I would do that. I I would like to hire somebody, maybe that could figure it out. Maybe take a minute and show me what to do. But all right. Ugh. And this is the other thing, because then this happens, and I I want to just get into the flow of things, and I'm like obsessed about the stream. So, all right. Well, one of the things that happened today, we'll go. We'll just get back into what's going on that I saw besides everything else that sucks. I, uh, Eric Trump. I don't know if you guys saw this. He's such an asshole. I couldn't believe it when I when I read it. Where is his Twitter feed? He's such a douchebag. Yeah, look it up on YouTube, maybe. Yes, that's you know I don't know. Uh, Paradu is saying I guess he's being tongue in cheek. I have done that. I don't know if you understand. It's like a it's like a, a black hole you go into. They I I want I don't know if you go on my Twitter feed you'll see I sent Twitter, and uh, not Twitter I sent YouTube the question and screen grabs because usually if you tweet at them they'll respond but. They were like, oh, let's look into this. Send me your thing. Send me your uh, your URL and all this. And I, for a second, I had hope. And then they were like, oh, looks like you need to go here. And then if you click on that link, it takes you to the main page of everything where I guess I'm supposed to spend another day going around in a black hole and getting nowhere because all you're doing is posting questions that nobody ever answered. And the other thing I asked them, which is really annoying to me, I every time I set the live stream, the, a tweet goes out that says, Tara Buster starts now. Even if I set the live stream, I'll set it at, uh, at 5.30, let's say, to go off at 6. And then it, is, it says, Tara Buster starts now. I don't want that to say, Tara Buster starts now. Uh, where is this tweet coming from? I don't have Twitter connected to my YouTube account. I know that I set it up once because I remember setting up a tweet one time. 
I didn't mean it to go out every effing time. So I disconnected Twitter, and it still goes out. For Christ's sakes. And I asked them, how many, you don't even know how many times I posted this question to these mother effers. What, it, what will it take to take a half hour out of their time to, to fix it? What is it? Where's it coming from? And then they make this update. It's clearly an update because one day, like I said, I went to the page that I always go to to start the show and everything was gone. So it didn't look, I have it, I have it bookmarked. It did not look the way it always looks, meaning all the Tarabuster logo was there. It wasn't there anymore. It was the generic RDT Daily page. So they were pulling the image from somewhere else. And then it didn't say, my. it usually will have last week's show on it. So I will just update it and update the information. It didn't say all, all of that information was gone. So they did some kind of update. And everything's effed up. And now when I set a live stream, it never kicks in. And now, even now, somebody, it's, kick, it's counting down. Waiting for RDT Daily, it says. And there are people on that stream. Waiting for the show. And they're like, what happened to the show? Fuckers. Not the people. The fucking YouTube. That, that twists me in a, in a friggin'... That twists my, my stomach here. It's like, don't, if you gotta... Why are you bothering me with these stupid updates that don't work? And then you don't help. I could have been hacked? I don't know about that. I don't know. I don't. If that's a whole other story, if I was hacked, no, it's YouTube. How could I be hacked? They. I mean, the stream is still going out. I also have antivirus and all that other shit on here, and and uh, malware and all that other crap. Damn it! See, now they have people putting posting on the other stream, like little little sad faces, like, "Oh, where's the show?" God damn it! Son of a bitch. Fuck. You see? I got a curse now. I'm really pissed off. This is really screwing with the momentum of the show. But what does Twitter, what does YouTube care? What do they care? You know what I mean? What are, I, I'm a nothing, so what do they care? Right? It's like, not that they would want to help. They don't help. That's the, that's the thing that sucks about these social media companies. If you have any problems, and it's really, doesn't, it's kind of scary because they just control everything. And you have, you can absolutely speak to nobody. Never and ever. If they, you don't like something they did, good luck trying to get a hold of somebody. All right. Anyway, so uh, Eric Trump sucks. We know that he now. This is this is why we don't want a intergenerational aristocracy. So we don't have to be under the thumb of some useless waste of human DNA, known as Eric Trump. Donald Trump Jr. is bad enough, but we had to have an Eric Trump too. So these. So this idiot posts on Twitter today. These are tactics tactics used by the Washington Post. He's he's tweeting to Jeff Bezos. 
you should be very proud. And then he, he puts this stupid emoji. I don't know what emoji that is. Is that the, with the, with the face like, what? Like, uh, is that the stupid emoji? I don't know. Looks like a, like, we're supposed to be like, yeah, we are proud, asshole. Because this is the, 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 the letter. Donald Trump, I mean, Donald Trump Jr. Whatever. They're all, they all kind of merge. Eric Trump post. Mr. Mull, he, he redacted. I'm very sorry to bother you. I'm a reporter for the Washington Post. I cover the Trump organization as a business. As part of that, I try to make sure every Trump org employee has my contact information. You know the company so much better than I could. I'd like your help to make sure I don't miss something. If you ever want to get in touch with me, I'd be glad to talk on background, quote-unquote. Meaning, I'd never use your name in any story or tell anyone else that we spoke. All my contact information is below, including details for how to reach me on encrypted, uh, on encrypted apps. Also, if you ever want to send me documents anonymously, you can do it online at this encrypted site. Or just do the old-fashioned way. Send a no-return address package to the street address below. Thanks very much for your time, David Farenhold. Now, that's called journalism, Mr. Asshole Eric Trump. Yeah, Jeff Bezos should be proud. It's called being a, a member of the fourth estate. That's his job, to keep track of the grifters, the privateers, who have their mouths latched to the federal treasury like lampreys, sucking it dry like the parasites that they are. The Trump Organization is a parasitic entity who is latched onto the body politic and sucking us like ticks. Unbelievable. So a lot of people, normal people, came to the defense. I mean, I saw, I, when I read that, I said, well, yeah, so what? That's what a reporter does. So a lot of the media organizations had a go at Eric Trump saying that he clearly is confused about how journalism works. Wait, hold on. Tara Jr. God damn it. You notice a pattern here? Tara Jr. Jr. comes into the show after the break every week. Not that I mind. I mean, I do. I love him a lot. Uh, I love him. He's like my, he's my baby. He's a baby. Look at this baby. Look how cute he is. It's like a living doll, this cat. I love this cat. I just want everybody to know. <laughs> yes, remember what the gay, what they said about gay marriage? It's a slippery slope. <laughs> I'm getting married to Tara Jr. Jr. <laughs> I'm just kidding. They'll take that clip and they'll they'll put it all over the place. <laughs> Now I have cat hair all over me. Great. Thanks, kid. Thanks. All right. So Eric Trump outs WOPO reporter seeking whistleblower. So what? That's how the Rupert Murdoch-owned New York Post framed it. Like, he's outing people. Oh, what a scandal. That's his job. As part of the only profession enshrined in the Constitution as protected and vital to a free democratic people. Not that they would know anything about this because these are fascists who want a dictator. So this is what the New York Post wrote. 
Eric Trump touched off a heated Twitter conversation about the U.S. media on Friday. Yeah, because that was his intention. No, his intention was he thought that he was he had some kind of gotcha, but he didn't. He does not understand the way things work because he is the son of a con man. He does. He's he's ignorant, just like his con man daddy, who had everything handed to him, but is still the most ignorant Twitter troll on on planet earth that's as best as that's the best he could do just like his daddy and every other human who shares his dna they're all the worst people isn't you ever notice that that the trumps all of them are all horrible human beings who surround themselves with horrible human beings that's the other thing the kerfuffle began when the president's son somehow got a copy of an email reporter uh, of an email reporter David Farenthold sent to the, a Trump employee indicating how to reach him on encrypted apps and leak internal uh, internal documents safely. If you ever want to get in touch with me, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Eric Trump, the executive vice president of the Trump Organization, sarcastically tweeted, These are the tactics used by the Washington Post. Jeff Bezos, you should be very proud. But reporters and media writers quickly came to Farenthold's defense. Fabulous template for ethical source building. Thanks for sharing, Eric. The Washington Post, Post media critic Eric Wemple tweeted, Really kind gesture by Eric Trump to publicly recognize Farenthold's courtesy and professionalism, said USA Today's Steve Riley. But yeah, that's what I was... When I saw this tweet, I thought, what the hell? Are these these people really are that stupid, and they really do hate democracy. Of course, a uh, a grifter hates the truth. Uh, that is what they do, and they have to they have to devalue truth to all the dupes that are that are buying into the grift. You know what I mean? You're not gonna you that's that's uh, you're cutting up the cutting off the supply of dupes if the dupes get to really understand how how stupid they are and how much they're being led by their you know right over a cliff by a con man so of course you have to devalue the currency of truth and this idiot i, I let me look on his tweet his tweet his twitter feed say i made up a new word we should just call it tweed twitter feed tweed maybe maybe i didn't I'm wondering if anyone usually if you look at towards the top of the Twitter feed there'll be somebody some uh usually it's a bot that's the thing. Oh, let me look at this. Mindy Robinson, actress, patriot, host of Red White and FU, unapologetically patriotic with appearances in range 15. Whatever that is. Checkpoint, American Warfighter and Roe v. Wade. Whatever that means. Look at this bitch. Oh my god. I'm looking at this Twitter feed. But all of them, are, I thought maybe this has to be a, a bot. But she's probably uh, just some, uh, the latest right wing superstar. Because she's got, you know, she's blonde. She looks, uh, she's all decked out in. In red, white, and blue. Um, let me show you. Can you believe this? Red, white, and F.U. 
Mindy Robinson. Politics. My politics are conservative. The way I talk about it isn't. She's holding a, an assault weapon. Don't you hate these people? I, I, I don't know. Do you hate them as much as I do? These are people that are dragging us into the sewer with them. And they all have American flags. I got to put an American flag on my Twitter handle. I'm sick of this shit. Just because you put an American flag on your Twitter handle all over the place, flags, fireworks, eagles, that doesn't mean you're a patriot. Just because you hold, you're holding an AR-15, why don't you go shoot a baby in the face if that makes you feel like a, a, a real American? So she writes, I love how the left is rabidly upset about your own transparency. These guys couldn't be bigger hypo- hypocrites if they tried. This Are you serious about your own transparency? What is he transparent about? Let's see his tax returns. The, they don't want to show the tax returns because they are a family of grifters. We'll, we'll figure that out. I mean, we figured it out because we're not morons. We're not stupid enough to buy Trump Network vitamins or a degree at Trump University. Spend money on that shit. My God. Can this can this finally be over? Can this fucking Trump regime finally be over, please? Yeah, they true they, they they want to they proclaim themselves patriots, but they are grifters. Is it time to read the VP Henry Wallace? American fascism article again. Let me see. Yes. In 1944, Vice President Henry Wallace, who was FDR's vice president, wrote an article for the New York Times called The Dangers of American Fascism. And he laid laid this out, man, like, now it's not coming up. Great. All right. Come on, kid. Sit down. Nobody wants to see your butt. Jesus Christ. It's. I know. Mamma mia. I'm just trying to find this. And, all right. Yes, I know. All right. This goes on all day. Okay, American fascists. This is I'll show just a few um, excerpts from Henry Wallace's article. Would you get down, please? Get down. Get down. Get down. American fascists are most easily recognized by their deliberate perversion of truth and fact. Their newspapers and propaganda carefully cultivate every fissure of disunity, every crack in the common front against fascism. They use every opportunity to impugn democracy. They use isolationism as a slogan to conceal their own selfish imperialism. They cultivate hate and distrust, well, they're saying, of both Britain and Russia at the time. This is what they were, they, that was their political landscape at the time. 
but while we were allies with Britain and Russia. So put that in context. They claimed to be super patriots, but they would destroy every liberty guaranteed by the Constitution. They demand free enterprise, but are the spokesman for monopoly invested interest. Their final objective, towards which all their deceit is directed, is to capture political power so that, that using the power of the state and the power of the market simultaneously, they may keep the common man in eternal, in eternal subjection. What is that? That is, you could be writing that about today. And how many more warnering, warn, warnings, warnings from the past? Why am I making up so many words today? It's because I'm running out of words. I have all the best words. I have so many words, but none of them can really encapsulate what the F is going on right now. And maybe one day in the future, when archaeologists and anthropologists will study this period in American history, and hopefully they'll be studying it from the vantage point of surviving, of having a, a functioning democracy that works for all, hopefully. But it's, a, it's an iffy prospect. They will see that we warned them, that we knew what was wrong. But for some reason, well, and that reason is greed, we, we weren't able to accomplish it. And, and because we're so deluded. This, I cannot stand listening to the Democrats talk about the, like what Elizabeth Warren said, how she so aptly put it. Uh, I don't know why anybody would run for president to, to tell us what we can't do. And what's too hard, I don't know how she said it, but I'm paraphrasing, what's, uh, what you can't achieve, what, what we shouldn't do, what's too pie in the sky, give me a break. It's, it wasn't pie in the sky when they continue to concentrate wealth upwards. That, that's not pie in the sky. It wasn't pie in the sky when they, they added $2 trillion to the deficit they supposedly care so much about. For Christ's sakes, but anything that will remedy oligarchy, that's too pie in the sky. That will level the playing field. No, we can only reduce the amount of dark money in politics. We can't get rid of it because why? Because there's too many people sucking on the teat of corruption on both sides. No, no candidate uh, uh, um, should take corporate money. It should be over. If that was the case, it would be it. it would, it, we wouldn't need it. It would be moot. Money in politics. If what what does it matter if they're you know? I mean, if people aren't taking it. But the fact is, the so many political people. You know, so many people. Come on, Junior. God damn it. How could you do a show like this? With you know what I mean? No streams don't go off and fucking cats jumping on your lap. Sit down. You could stay, but you gotta sit. I'll show you what he's what he's doing. See, look at that. And look at me. Look at my shirt. It's covered in. God damn it! I look like a goddamn mess. That's because of you. <laughs> That's. I'm looking at you, Junior. Now he's touching the keyboard. Wonderful. God damn it. Yes, right. Kennedy said we would go to the moon, but we can't have health care. Is he a conservative? <laughs> They're talking about... All right, if people who are listening on the, on the podcast, 
the cat keeps jumping on my lap and not and knocking into the the microphone the 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 keyboard i love the cat but he doesn't seem to understand that we're up against fascism here look at this look what i'm dealing with <laughs> do you see that for god's sakes it's like having a giant 17 pound appendage <laughs> I wish the cat could adjust the YouTube settings. Maybe he can get it to work. Finally. Look at these paws sticking up in the air. Over here. Look at this. Give me this. Give me this paw. <laughs> it's like crazy. Look at this paw. I got a paw here. I got a paw there. I got four paws over here in the air. All right. Yes. I wish. Honestly. Wouldn't it be fun? I, I wish I could do a show about, you know, because I, I taught, this cat is a very smart cat. He's toilet trained. All right, enough. He uses the toilet like a human being. He's really, he's very smart. And so people always ask, how did you do that? Wouldn't it be nice if we were, if we had a functioning democracy? The reason you want a functioning democracy is because you you're supposed to be free to do other things not you don't have to just work all the time you vote you're you're involved in your your communities and you vote for representatives who are hopefully working in your best interests so you get to have jobs and functioning um you know, transportation systems and water systems and food is inspected so you don't get sick when you eat it and you're and you have time to enjoy life. So if this were a functioning democracy, I would have a show about toilet training cats or something like that. Or other things. I wouldn't be I don't know, who knows? But we have to be out here fighting fascism. Every now and then, it's like, oh my God, and and then when you hear things like, you know, we're gonna reduce the amount of money and I, I want to throw things. I just want to throw, I want to throw up, frankly, but because you don't, you don't compromise with the disease, and that's what. That's what she's saying. We have a disease in our body politic. It's called money and politics. And she wants to compromise with it. She wants to reason with it and negotiate. You know, be a little less disgusting and greedy. If it were, you know, if without regulation, capitalism and the, the corporations who we're supposedly, we're supposed to be so enthralled with, without regulation, they would sell you your mother, your family, they rip your, your mother and family apart. Look at what's going on in the border. They have private companies run, uh, running these detention centers, and they're getting, what was it, $750 a day for each person in, in detainment that they're detaining there, but they're not adequately supplying them with services and, and f food, and they're pocketing the money. Uh, so it is in their best interest to keep these people. It's the same thing with the prison system. When you have private prisons, isn't it in their best interest to keep people in jail and ensure uh, in, in, in that they have constant captives so, so they can continue 
to fund their corporate whatever the hell. You know what I mean? So it's like these things are not they don't work for the people. That's why when President Obama, one of the things he did before leaving office was he made it illegal. Oh, I'm not sure how they did. I think they did it through executive order now that I'm thinking about it. But uh, that's why it could be overturned so quickly where uh, he said there was be no more federal money for private prisons. And that was a step in the right direction. But of course, Republicans, they don't want to go in the right direction. They want money. They want oligarchy. If it divides people, they want it. They don't want a, 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 uh, a system of, um, you know, a prison system that helps people get back on their feet or, or is, it's not just punishing them. They want people, they, they want the, the money. They don't care. You're nothing to them. And down right to, uh, you know, that's what capitalism is. What do you think the slave trade was? Capitalism. And, and uh, that's what it will do again if given the chance. Make no mistake. They're not these benevolent actors. The, the only reason the capitalism ever behaves the way it's a, that, uh, the, in a way that respects your humanity is when it has to. Uh, think about the for-profit healthcare system, which is the most disgusting thing. And like, for instance, oh, uh, these Republicans are always pining about their insurance. Oh, I used to pay insurance. Uh, my my insurance used to be three hundred dollars. Now it's six hundred or whatever. But they could only pay. Uh, you're you're paying for the privilege. Back in the day, uh, you were paying for the privilege of having an insurance card in your pocket. But it wouldn't cover things. They could kick you off when you got sick. It had lifetime caps. It had you know. So when President Obama said. If you like your your health insurance, you could keep it. I suppose he wasn't he couldn't imagine that that uh, people had so much uh, ingrained Stockholm syndrome that they hated themselves so much that they would really like to keep insurance cards in their pockets that didn't pay for anything when they got sick. But maybe they were so stupid they didn't realize that that when President Obama. Um, you know, passed the Affordable Care Act. Here, get down. They, oh, sorry. Um, they, like he knows what I'm saying. Sorry. They, uh, it was, you know, uh, that's what made, that regulated the for-profit insurance racket to behave like, you know, with, like you were not just a host from which to suck profit, that you had to provide certain services in order to be called a health insurance racket. You had to provide prescriptions. You had to cover preventative care. You had to cover hospitalization. These were things that were not always in every plan. That's what these idiots don't realize. So if I, anyway, whatever. They just constantly want to drag us backwards as if the, the free market is the remedy for everything. That's what the free market gave us. It gave us lifetime caps where kids with cancer would hit their lifetime cap before hitting puberty. It gave us that when uh, somebody would get a catastrophic illness, they would scour their records and find a, some loophole to kick people off the insurance when they needed it. That's what it gave us. It gave us over a million bankruptcies a year and murdered 33 or 35,000 Americans each year for lack of access to care. 
So, I mean, it's that's that's what capitalism is. That's what you know, uh really not addressing the problem gives us. Anyway, Jesus Christ. Say no to Republicans. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. So, yes, Banterboard says on the on the YouTube chat, medical insurance companies shouldn't exist. It's it's that is the truth. It's there are certain things that the we the people do together that the for-profit motive shouldn't have anything to do with. There's that's what's different between government and corporations. You in government you're, it shouldn't be greed as the highest value. Uh, is this making money? It's that's not the ultimate, um, you know, value. That's, uh, I mean, it's not always profitable to have. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'm ba- I'm babbling right now because I'm just sometimes you just feel overwhelmed with life. I'm feeling a little overwhelmed. With everything. My stupid streams that's not working. And uh, wearing a shirt that has a lot of cat hair on it. It's pissing me off. It didn't have cat hair on it earlier. But the sun went down. I can't believe the sun is down. That means, you know, winter is coming. As the Starks would say. And usually by the end of the show. I know at, at in summer, the, the sun is still up. So now it's only 8 it's almost eight o'clock, and the sun is down, which makes me kind of sad. But so how it, how is this okay though? As far as uh, when we started the show talking about Sharpie Gate, you see what uh, dupes the Trumpenzies are. Is there right now on Twitter's campaign site? They're selling official markers. Set the record straight. Get your official John, Donald J. Trump fine point marker today. So, you know, set it straight. Don't look at the truth. Take this marker and write whatever the fuck you want on on it. On it. Don't. It doesn't matter what's real or what's not. Set it straight. What are you setting straight? The fact that you're a grifter, that you lied, and you're a petty little whiner. That's the other thing. So that we're supposed to be such snowflakes, but. He's still, this Twitler asshole is still on his Twitter feed demanding an apology from the media for reporting that he scared Alabama unnecessarily and refuses to move on and just say, oh, oopsie, and and comes out with a stupid marker like we're all a bunch of idiots. How How did a human being like this get everything handed to him and still be allowed to to mess with the entire world what is wrong with earth that's why this democratic republic if we don't fix this and make sure that something like this can never happen again it's basically proving what putin says putin is a hater of democracy and donald trump is the best poster child for that that he could have ever hoped for so what it's saying to other other countries is you really want this kind of of uh government look at this shit it's a mess and there's so much corruption that but that's what made him possible 
there's corruption all over the world. But this gov, this government, this democratic republic, it, we're supposed to have remedies for that. And what's what good is it if the opposition party doesn't put the remedies into action? How many people are saying impeach this mother effer? Why do why does why does Nancy Pelosi need a push to impeach the criminal? You know what I mean? Why does she even have to be implored? It's unbelievable. The the crimes are astonishing. They're outstanding. They're they are monumental. And if they can't convince the majority of the American people that we need to save democracy from this autocrat, this wannabe dictator, this dictator envying con man, then what good are the checks and balances? There are no checks and balances anymore and it, because we got Nancy Pelosi crying out for reducing the corruption, not eliminating it, but reducing it. Oh, how benevolent, how good of you, milady. Thank you, milady. Can we please have 99? So can we have 100 weeks of unemployment insurance, please? Or maybe you can expand the subsidy for us, maybe. I don't know. We'll be good. We won't expect living wages or retirement or, you know, we'll have go, we have GoFundMe for that. For Christ's sakes. It's just unbelievable, really. And so now, uh, let's see, the, in the last couple of minutes, we know he's also robbing for the Pentagon for the budgets that were set aside to help military schools, military daycare, things like that. He's robbing it to pay for a wall that he couldn't get paid for when he had the majority. The Republicans didn't want to do it. Then he could he had the majority, remember? But he couldn't get the money then because even his own Republican assholes, the sycophants, knew that it was a waste of money. So let's waste money. Let's rob from projects that actually need attention from the military he pretends to love so much. And I saw on Fox News, Geraldo Rivera, they, they, were, all, they were all rallying around this, this, uh, this boondoggle of Trump to build this so-called, you know, the, the border security, this wall that his dupes, his racist, his KKK-loving dupes want for his election. It's all for his election. So they were all saying how, oh, we're, uh, one of the guys, he, he, he caught himself. He was saying that Trump was taking from the military, and then he goes, I mean the Pentagon. So you see what I'm saying? They, because the military evokes the human beings, the soldiers, the troops that the Republicans lo- pretend to love. But to say the Pentagon, that's the big apparatus. That's the deep state. So he, uh, he caught himself there. But Geraldo Rivera was saying how, oh, it's uh, they, they're just taking money from a... I don't think they need a kennel at Guantanamo to rebuild a kennel. No, it's more it, like the projects that are uh, ensuring safety of the troops in some instances or projects that... Uh, you're talking about the schools that the children of the troops go to and daycare so the troops can actually go on duty. So that's who Donald Trump is robbing. But, you know, he loves the troops. 
this country is, I, I mean, honestly, I wonder sometimes, would I be a happier person if I was, wasn't here? I could just get the hell out of here and look from afar into uh, what's going on. Like, like the rest of the world. You know that the rest of the world looks at this country with, with shock. And, and it's not shock and awe. It's shock and appall. Ing. <laughs> I'm serious. It's like we are the laughing stock that we allow it to continue. That's, I mean, and it's, but it's not just us. This is what gets me insane. Why do we go along? Why are we playing this game with this con man and his entire family of grifters? Why aren't the Democrats crying and screaming? Not crying, right? They're screaming bloody murder all the time that Twitler received fewer votes, that he is illegitimate, that he is a that he stole two Supreme Court seats. Why aren't they calling Neil Neil Gorsuch and uh, Kavanaugh illegitimate? It's like as soon as the crime is committed, the Democratic Party just goes along with it. When they when you know if the shoe was on the other foot, the Republicans would be constantly screaming about it. It would never. We're still they're still screaming about Obamacare for Christ's sakes as they cry and say, oh, we're going to protect the pre-existing conditions protections that they, you know, that Obamacare put into place. That's how much they'll never shut up with their grift because that's all they have. All they have is our screams and cries and whines. You know, I mean, but the Democrats just just go on about business as usual, like, okay, well, we have an illegitimate president and an illegitimate Supreme Court, and we have a bunch of illegitimate senators because they receive fewer votes, and we got a whole bunch of illegitimate House members because they receive fewer votes, but let's all pretend we're in the minority, and uh, you know what, we'll get to impeachment maybe later. He's not worth it. Give me a break. When do we start fighting like we are the majority? Because we are. We are in the right. We're in on the right side of history and the right side of humanity. It's time to start acting like it and stop apologizing, you know, and playing along and playing the game with the Republican Party. The Republicans are the problem. And, uh, you know, it's time to really face facts. Yes, what is it? Rather than offering up 10,000 prayers for remedy, it would be simp- it would be better simply to outlaw this one evil. Remember that. All right, money and politics, the root of all evil. Let's get get on the let's get it together. Okay, listen. The show is over basically. Sorry everything sucked tonight. I'm sorry about the stream. I'm sorry about my shirt. Tower Jr. Okay, he's not licking his butt. That's good. He's in the background. He's just, he's licking his tail. I'm sorry for all of that. Maybe if you you can support the show, you can become a patron. That will help. Hopefully, maybe I'll fix something one of these days. You can also help uh, tweet at or write Free Speech TV or whoever. Somebody said, you should be on Free Speech TV. I was like, I would love to. If they know that we have an audience, maybe they'll put me on. I don't even care. Put me on at 2 a.m. For God's sakes. <laughs> You're very nice, Paradu. Sorry everything was fucking awesome. That's great. 
I really that makes me feel good, even though I'm self-loathing at the same time. I just can't believe what a shit show it becomes. But I guess that's part of the appeal, maybe. I don't try to make it a shit show. I want to make a decent show that runs normally and not frustrates people, especially me. I'd rather be fighting and frustrated about these mother effers than wasting time talking about the stupid stream. Remember, as I always say, what do I say? We stick together, we win, and we will win. So thank you for all your donations, for becoming a patron, for your super chats, for your support. And I will see you, I'll see you next week, definitely. Maybe during the week. It only depends on if I can do it at night. It depends. But other than that, stay safe. My name is Tara Devlin. I will see you next time.